This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of Thunder and Rock and Roll. And guess what? Danny Warstop is back in Axing Alexandria. And he's here today along with Ben Bruce. And we're going to find out how it all happened with these two guys. Actually, really funny. And speaking of funny, we got a funny joke of the week from our resident phone-in stand-up guy, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Hey, Chris Jericho. Duff McKagan calling. Yeah, I hope you're doing well. You know, uh, just watching all these referendums on uh, Weed Pass, state by state. Cool with me. I don't smoke weed. But a stoner friend of mine used a page out of my agenda notebook to roll his joint. He's now high on my list of priorities. Thank you very much. Now, that's a good one. I really enjoyed that one. Extra claps and whistles for Duff for making us laugh today and almost every Friday on Talk is Jericho. But he does call in a joke every Friday. So he is, uh, once again, he's never missed a week. We appreciate that. And even if we don't appreciate all the jokes, uh, also appreciate the fact that Guns N' Roses is still on tour. Duff and the guys are headed back on the road in November, going overseas, hitting the Philippines, Jakarta, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Abu Dhabi. And Asking Alexandria are hitting the Bond Seckers Wellness Arena tonight in Greenville, South Carolina. And Fozzie's going to be in Greenville tomorrow night at the Blind Tiger. More on that in a minute. But Asking Alexandria are on the road in support of their new album, Alone in a Room, which Danny and guitar player Ben Bruce are going to tell us all about coming up here. Danny and Ben are talking about drunken debauchery that led to Danny leaving the band, how he ended up coming back. Plus, they got a couple of stories about Guns N' Roses themselves uh, when they opened for them back in 2011. They also jammed with Steven Adler, got stood up by Sebastian. Bach. Then there was a time that Danny had to leave the stage in the middle of a song so he wouldn't shit his pants on stage. That's exactly right. Crazy stuff and some serious stuff about the state of the music industry and streaming. And if you haven't checked out their new album, you need to. You also need to see them live. AskingAlexandria.com has all the info to do both of that. And they're not the only ones rocking the East Coast this weekend. Like I said, Fozzie in Greenville, South Carolina at the Firmament tomorrow night. And we're in Huntington, West Virginia tonight, Friday night at Planet Fest at the Riverfront Park. The Judas Rising Tour is winding down. Still a few dates left for Adelita's Way, the Stir and Stone Broken. Greensboro, North Carolina at the Blind Tiger, like uh, it's on the 25th. 26th is Jacksonville, Florida and Mavericks live. That's on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, Lake Buena Vista at the House of Blues in Orlando. A Friday, Tampa at the Orpheum hometown show for me and uh, Saturday Fort Lauderdale at the Culture Room on the 29th plus we're doing the Rock Allegiance Festival in Camden New Jersey on October 6th we also head over to Australia and New Zealand 
Auckland at the studio on the 7th, November November 9th, which is my birthday. Melbourne at Max Watts. November 10th, Sydney at the Manning Bar. November 13th, Adelaide at the Gov. November 14th, Brisbane at the Triffid. And then we're going out with Three Days Grace uh, for the opening days of their Canadian tour, which is Moncton on the 21st, Halifax on the 23rd, Quebec City on the 24th, Montreal on the 25th. Then we do a headlining shows of our own. 26 in Armprior, 27 is uh, London, Ontario, 28 is on uh, Toronto, 30th Thunder Bay, December 1st in Winnipeg, 2nd in Regina, 3rd in Edmonton, and the last show of the Judas Rising Tour, December 4th in Calgary, Alberta. Come check us out. Look at FozzyRock.com for all ticket info and all information on our award-winning uh, VIP program. We'll play a mini-concert for you. We hang out. We meet you. We greet you. We do everything you want to do. Uh, it's a great time. FozzyRock.com for all ticket information. And now, for more information on Danny and Ben, here we are, asking Alexandria questions. Right here on Talk is Jericho. We're always very, uh, uh, very unorganized here on Talk is Jericho, but we're excited because we have uh, Ben and uh, the returning Danny from Asking Alexandria. Hi. Yes, right. Uh, so it's exciting because we're in the back lounge here where there's a bed. And uh, Ben actually says we should do this all in the bed. Yeah, I would love that. I, I don't. We can leave this recording, but how about we put the mics down well, yeah. and we leave it how to their imagination? How about we just put our mics inside? And <laughs> <laughs> well, since it's audio, we could all be in bed and no one would ever know, anyways. And you know what? We're gonna take a picture afterwards, and yeah. we'll do all three of us here, so no, no one will ever know exactly. Yeah. For With sure our tops off. With a top, just, yeah. just the covers stopping here. <laughs> Maybe the bottoms. But here we are in Phoenix, and, and uh, both of you guys live here in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and why do you live in Phoenix all the way from England? Well, Ben uh, Ben has his wife here and his, and his kids here. Um, the, the half Arizonians and I half have, English. Yeah. Oh. I, I, and I have neither of those things, so I just follow wherever they go. You, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got my family. He's yeah. an honorary. I've got a, it's quite a spacious cupboard under my stairs. Yeah. He's, he's like the guy under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. He's, just, um, he's very own little Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, someone comes over here, big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just the man <laughs> under the stairs. How many chicks have you got under my stairs, Danny? <laughs> how is it for in Phoenix, though? First and foremost, is, is, is lots of sun, which I is different it. from England. Yeah, I mean, we just did eight weeks of tour, and I think there was a period of like three and a half weeks where we hadn't seen the sun. Yeah. So getting back to Arizona is I've just got, amazing. Yeah, Minnesota in January, February. You know, yeah. You see a lot of you've done snow it. and white. Lots yeah. of snow. Just it was negative. 18 that's that's such a like in canada it's always minus 18 yeah. but if you're not from canada you say negative 18. yeah yeah exactly no, we, I, I we walk... say we say minus two it's just yeah. danny's forgotten his english yeah. <laughs> i walk i walk from the bus to the uber and I, actual icicles hanging from my hanging from your yeah. beard right yeah. i don't have a beard so it's just the snot on the inside of my nose that was frozen <laughs> it, your nose hair is freeze yeah yeah they really do. It was and awful. If you have glasses on too, and you walk inside, it's like everybody's dad. Well, I just I showered. I showered, and I went outside to go back to the bus, and immediately my hair froze. Like, yeah, you could feel, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was insane. When I was in high school, I played water polo. Don't ask me why. I don't in the know. snow? That's the Canadian. Yeah, yeah, it was very icy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was water polo. But I, I had really long hair, but it would get super fried because it was a lot of chlorine, and then you'd go outside when it was wet, and then for some reason the cold made it. So I had like it a react, big like, frizzy rock big and mullet. frozen. Mullet. Yeah, fro the frozen. That, that's a good the name. Frolet. For frozen mullet. Frozen mullet. <laughs> frolet. Frozen it. So you guys just got off tour, and we were talking earlier, Ben and I, with uh, with uh, Blackville Brides. Yeah, which is a great mix. I mean, it seems like like almost sister bands. Yeah, it's. I think we used to have a, a like almost the same fan base um, back like ten years ago, or whatever it was. But I started. think yeah, and I think 
we still we have that crossover mm -hmm. but then we both have different two very spectrum. different ends of the spectrum so the shows are super diverse and mm -hmm. everyone's getting to hear things they wouldn't usually hear it's well, funny because uh, there was a lot of uh black veil brides fans are obviously quite young so they had to bring their parents and i after this tour and during the tour i was getting a lot of tweets saying oh we took our daughter to go see black veil brides and now we're fans of you so we <laughs> we, we won over black veil brides as fans yeah. parents on this and on that's this how run. the demographic is now yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, we played no uh, nottingham rock city mm -hmm. yeah and i'll never forget to ask my tour manager so what's the cap here he said 1,200 uh, Blackville Brides fans and 600 Exodus 600. fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the little skinny the, the skinny <laughs> kids, right? Now, here's something that's going on the road. I uh, just saw, I'm looking uh, right now, uh, so the water at my house went off. So oh. my wife is calling, going, the water went off in the house. The water went off. So I'm trying to get the water guy to go over, but he can't you're go to any. Florida now, right? Yeah, I'm in Florida. Yeah. So that's the stuff that you have to deal with when, when you're on the road. Can't you yeah. just, like, hang a towel up in Florida and collect the moisture in the air? <laughs> yeah, just squeeze <laughs> it out. Squeeze it, squeeze it on top of your head. But, I mean, that's but that, that's always the thing. Like, you know, you mentioned two sides of the coin. Danny, not married and kids. Yeah. Ben, married with kids. And that's when you kind of, like, in our band, there's one other dude, our drummer Frank has kids, but no one else does. So you get your kid understanding and you get the other guys who don't really know what you're talking they about. They definitely don't know what you're talking about and I will use the perfect example we played here a couple of weeks ago at the, at the marquee and um, I've got my kids out you know two very young kids got my wife out it's like okay this is a nice family setting Danny comes marching in with about eight bimbos <laughs> um, no no wait, wait 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 I came marching in with I came marching in with kids at first though and then you brought the yeah our yeah. kids have bimbos I brought the extended yeah, yeah. family <laughs> and then Arrived. <laughs> arrived. I was like, ah, but it, that was because that was they had we... the same mental capacity though, so they got on yeah. like a house on fire. Yeah, is it different mindsets though? Like you guys obviously have been in band together for years, and obviously you left for a while. We'll talk about that. But now that you're back in the band, is it a little bit strange? Like, do you feel uh, different now that you have kids, Ben? Yeah, I definitely. I think I'm way more boring. It's turned into there's no more nights of debauchery. Now there's nights of. Uh, White wine and and Zach Brown band. That's yeah, that's was, my party. We we I can't remember what we were doing the the interview for. He's like, yeah, I just have, I have one night where I'll like I'll I'll really go nuts and I'll party. I'm like, you take a bottle of white wine to the front and listen to country music. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's, that's my party. party. We let loose, dude. It's <laughs> great. There's no kids screaming over yeah. over Zach Brown's beautiful pipes, and I just have a nice lukewarm <laughs> glass of crappy right. crappy Chardonnay that someone's put on the rider. But you uh, and I had a, a great night uh, at the whiskey with with Andy Beersack talking yes. to Blackville Brides. Was this but also in Chris's bed? Or? The, well, it it, <laughs> it, it it ended up with me chasing Andy down Sunset Strip as he was yelling "Revolution," and I had to pick him up over my shoulder and put him in the taxi. He weighed about seven pounds. Yeah, yeah. He's the skinniest man in the world. Yeah. You know, he's like Slender Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he was saying, are, are you kind of uh, on the wagon too, or just slow down a bit, or I'm not as crazy? I'm slowed down. I think towards the back end of a tour. I start to lose my mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once, like once I pass that first month, uh huh. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. I think I need to make a right inside me. When I'm home, really, not so much. But it's hard when you're on the road too, because like, every, like I was just telling Ben, we just did a tour with Steel Panther. Yeah. Which is the epitome of a fun rock and roll tour. Oh yeah, it's a great package. Great. We always had good shows because the fans are excited, and then. There's a bottle of vodka and there's still Panther. What more do you want? Mm -hmm. You're finished your set at 8.45. It's, you got nothing like else to do. You. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, what, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. But it does become a habit. you got to be yeah. careful with that. Yeah. No, it, like definitely towards the end of this one, probably like the, la the last week or two, I was I, I reached a point like on the last day where I was like, oh, I need to stop this. Yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I, I, was, like, I was like approaching 
Zach Wild status. Where it's like, like, how am I fitting this inside me? This isn't human. <laughs> Zach Wild 1995 yeah. status, right? It Taking didn't... a case of beer to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't stay in long, though, did it, Danny? <laughs> how long were we waiting for an encore that one night? Because you had to run up to the toilet? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, well, that wasn't anything to do with the booze. That was just a little... Did you have a little stomach issue? Kind of. I, like, <laughs> and it's... It, it happens at least once or twice every tour. And every, I, like, every day. Like, I'm running behind on my schedule. I, get, I lose track of time. It's like, oh, we're going on stage right now. And, like, just I'm jumping around so much. And, you know, sweatings happen. <laughs> Lubrication <laughs> of the sphincter <laughs> is going on. And I'm jumping. Like, it's pressure. This is gravity now. <laughs> yeah. It's not even my fault. And, I'm like, you know, you're pushing for them high notes. And before I know it, I'm like, oh, i got to go, guys. <laughs> all right. So and, you just run off the stage. Yeah, yeah. And you what? can tell those shows because everyone's like, oh, Ben and Danny are joint at the hip. What it is is I'm trying to stay away from him. And he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so he's also following me around stage. I think it's camaraderie. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, saw yeah. Dave, I saw David Cover with White Snake opening for Motley Crue in like '87, and halfway through the show, he went, "All right, then I have to go to the toilet. I'm sorry." And he ran off, and he came back and he said, "I was shitting myself. I have terrible diarrhea. You know, <laughs> you know property is all right. I'm yeah. sorry, fine people of Winnipeg. I have terrible diarrhea. I had to leave the stage." And it, I, years later, I interviewed him. I'm like, "Do you remember the night in Winnipeg? Is <laughs> I remember I had the worst shits of my life. <laughs> so it happens. <laughs> yeah, he announced it too. Did, well, you got to right. Yeah. I, did it, I did it once." Well, thankfully, this was right before the encore, so like, last song hits, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not singing the last two lines of this song. I'm gonna <laughs> save myself the embarrassment. Um, so I made it, but I, at one time in uh, Spokane, I had to run off during the show. So there's like, the, the only way to get up thing, yeah, yeah. something. Like the only way to get up to the dressing rooms is the elevator. There's only one bathroom back there, and it's for however many bands want. Show, showbox. So, I take the elevator up. Like I'm banging on the door. There's someone in the showering. So I run out, I just go into the crowd space. <laughs> and I'm just like, slamming on this bathroom door and all that. I'm like, I'm still singing. I took the <laughs> microphone with me, because I'm a consummate professional. I'm slamming on the door, and there's some guys like, getting really angry. Yeah. And he's like, hold on! And then other people like notice I'm doing this, and they're like, they're banging on the door too. And he like throws <laughs> the door open, ready to throw a fist, and like, and then I'm like, I'm like, hi, need to get in! And he's just like, ah! <laughs> The show must go on. <laughs> yeah, the show right? must, show go, must on. go on. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Now, you guys are talking, obviously, and you get along so well, and it's good that you're back into yeah. the band. But last time... Uh, I spoke with Ben, who was with the the, the other singer, mm -hmm. the Dennis, and you had gone to do Harlot, and yeah. you did some country stuff. Yes, fact, like, last time I saw you, we were in the middle of freaking Iowa or something at a casino. Yeah, no, so it was Sioux City. Sioux City Falls or Sioux City, Iowa. At the, at the casino. At the casino. We played, and you guys played <laughs> the next night. Yeah. So what led to, I mean, we could go through those, but what, what led to you guys getting back together, and why were you gone in the first place? As far as being gone, it was we... Were driven into the ground. Yeah, but uh, we were young. We were young. Touring. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, but through actively people doing it to us with touring. And, what, and okay. We were um, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing, and like it was the first thing we'd done, and we started making a lot of money for people. Right, for young guys. Yeah, 
Well, no, no, uh, money for other people. For other people. The people oh, getting our percentages. I understand. They're like, they're like, ooh, I like these paychecks. Gotcha. And then, like, we're going through a lot of stuff in our personal lives and, like, addiction and, like, a lot of really traumatic stuff. And instead of being able to take a break, we were on the road constantly. Like, the first tour was, like, three years long, nonstop. And we reached when we were like, we need a break. And then we just, no. no. They flat out told us, like, if you take a break, like, if you, if you like, even a week, like, you are done. Your career is so over. Your you are finished. Said no. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Management it was a, label. Uh, yeah, everyone. it was. It was. A big, yeah, everyone was just. We're just like, let's. Bleed, we can bleed these kids dry. They'll bounce back. Mm -hmm. But it reached a point where we were taking it up on each other because we didn't. We didn't know that this was happening. Actively, while we, we knew something was wrong, and we knew that we needed to stop, but we were scared that it's going away. Mm -hmm. So we're keeping going and going, and it ends up being like fist fights every day, and mm. like more and more drugs, more and more yeah, alcohol, just to try and mask it. Like there was a point in it where the most cliche thing, where someone flies out to tour to make sure that I am intoxicated, to make sure that you aren't yes, yeah, yeah. just because otherwise Cause it was the rock and was, roll show. I was starting to get a little bit I, like I'd stopped. And I was starting to catch on a little bit. Wow. So they flew out and pumped me full of everything. And then that was Seattle, where I had my breakdown on stage. Notorious and, Seattle show, yeah. yeah. So you actually broke down on stage? Oh, I was like, jumping in the crowd, punching people. I fell asleep on stage, took all my clothes off right outside, was trying to fight security. It was, it was extreme. It's an old school rock and roll. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like, it, yeah, exactly. it was old, it was old, that was old. But that's what, shit. that's what they, they wanted. Like, Ask Hands Andrew became yeah, the new wanted, era of rock dangerous. and roll. And they had us, they had us playing shows with Guns N' Roses and Sebastian. We did songs with Sebastian back and, and they were like, these are the new faces of rock and roll. And so they fed it to us and we were like, yeah, we are. So like, you, you bought into it because that's what rock yeah, and roll yes. are supposed to do. So yeah. we're doing copious amounts of cocaine every night and, drinking handles each every night. Yeah. Like I think when we were on Mayhem, um, Colcock was sponsoring us and they, they said at the end the of the tour, they're like, we gave you 368 bottles of whiskey for this tour. Like we were like, what? Like we, we were drinking two bottles each a wow. day. Like we were, we were sponsored by Fireball for all of one show. And they, they pulled the contract after one show. Because we, we put in the next order. They'd sent us a case of handles <laughs> yeah. one show. It's all and gone. gone. And then we're like, we need to put in the next order. Like, we need it like, next week, the week after. Like, no, we need it tomorrow. And they're like, <laughs> we just we just sent you eight handles. Like, you've been gone for one day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yes, exactly. gone. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was going to be one of... Someone was going to snap, you know, and it just it just yeah. so happened to be Danny. Yeah. But but the thing is, it's like, so how old are you guys at this point in time? Mid-20s, early-20s? Mid-20s, I'd say. Uh, mid to early, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like that's almost, I mean... You know, we all understand the show business kind of world of you're making money for somebody, so you're a commodity, but this yeah. is somebody's snap or somebody could die. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of a drag to think that you guys are getting, and it happens, you know, it happened in wrestling for, 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 for a lot of guys. Yep. And, you know, if, if you let, if you fall into that trap, which is very easy and very appealing, that's how guys die. Uh, yeah, yeah and it's, the, the it's worst easy to get in, but it's really hard, hard to, get, to out. get out. And we were like, even our families, like my mom was just dying inside because she sees me going through stuff. Like there's a very famous picture of me all over the internet where I'm like this, like, ah, peering in through a window. What people don't realize is James looks very worried. He's holding my arm. I'm like <laughs> we, 20 stories no, we, up. We, we, oh, we were wow. 34 out, stories up hanging and he's just out, hanging out of the window. A hotel window. just <laughs> On the other side. On the other yeah. side. Sheer death. And James is there worried. And I'm just like, ah, and my pupils are huge. Yeah. I was on like speed and cat. <laughs> and it got to the point where I was like, yeah, one of these kids is going to die. But no one would allow us to stop. Yeah. 
they would have rather they would have rather seen us die and watch the boost in sales which is a point. sad thing right yeah. yeah you would have become martyrs at that point yeah so so you finally reach your breaking point you mentioned seattle did you say i'm out of this band yeah I, you guys we got, are done or? we got back off tour and it had ended and on the last day that uh eric german our, our, our lawyer flew in and you know it's a bad sign when the lawyer flies out for a show yeah and like we're, we're like in each other's faces screaming about the next tour because they're already trying to book in book in the next tour and i already knew that it was it was it was awful yeah yeah so eric's there trying to keep the peace and i get back from tour and we're back for maybe a week and i'm just like playing everything over in my mind and then it got to about 6 a.m and i called ben mm -hmm. he said he knew before i even picked up the phone he knew exactly what that phone call was gonna be mm -hmm. but the last thing i think i said to you was i, I was just like yep yeah, i get it and i was like just so you know this is your home. Like they'll always, always be so your space. So wasn't animosity space. or you know, no? Because the no. animosity was all gone. It was like none of us had any fight left. Gotcha. Empty kind of. Yeah. So okay, then let's go into the two sides of the coin. How did you feel, Ben? You know, you've lost your lead singer as a very big band, and it's very hard. You know, you got your Van Halens and you know those type of guys, but it's very rare to you know replace a singer with with another singer. I think the 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 beautiful thing about this band was it was never. It was always kind of focused on more than just one member so thankfully for us yeah, when th there was the two of us <laughs> so, when, so when Danny left I still had all the huge amount of support from our fans that we'd already had before so our fans were they were incredible they, they just grouped around us and they were like don't worry you're not going anywhere it could have been Kermit the Frog that took over from Danny and they would have embraced it that would have it. been hilarious it would have been it would have <laughs> been was, a good there was, there was, there was an yeah. amazing rumor that Riff Raff was gonna do yeah yeah Riff Raff, Riff Raff? he's this exactly <sighs> I don't know how to describe him. He's a neon human. He oh, calls right. himself that, doesn't he? The neon something. I don't know. But it's like everything is... Did you see that James Franco movie where he had the gold teeth and he's that weird DJ? Yeah, yeah, creepy, creepy creepy whatever it's called, yeah. Looks exactly like that. Okay. <laughs> um, and he was kind of a rapper, but kind of just... He was like the first of those like social phenomenon people. He was like, no social media no knows guys. what he does or where right, he came right, from. Right, right. But he's, he's a thing. thing. Yeah. Um, and someone had made, like, it was a meme or something about, or a fake announcement about him coming into the band, and he just started retweeting it. He's like, ooh, I'll take this relevance. <laughs> but even <laughs> then, our fans were like, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll support you. Yeah. So they were they were awesome, and, you know, it, we did we did a cycle, and for, for me in particular, because he wasn't just a singer, he was like my best friend, sure. you know, we'd lived together forever. It just didn't feel good for me anymore like i wasn't having a good time i'd go out and be like yeah this is fun but but it, everyone saw me just start to get further and further away from all of them and it got to the point where i was like i was talking um to my missus and i was like i don't think i'm gonna do this anymore like i i just wow. can't i can't i'm not enjoying it it doesn't feel yeah like ask alexandria it doesn't feel right it feels like i'm just doing it to do it and that's just when stuff started to get dark for me again then my our, our friend mutual friend died and I was like, yeah, this is like the worst ever. Um, so yeah, I was kind of just going through the motions and Danny was off doing um, other projects. And I think that time apart just allowed us to breathe and clear our heads. And I don't, when we first hung out, it wasn't even like a thing. We, we, we didn't talk about him rejoining the band or anything. And I think really when it happened and when it really clicked is he came to Arizona to record an old song that we'd written Called years. Vultures, about the whole being pushed over the edge vultures yeah. yeah and the magic just happened that day in the studio and it was like i remember i ran into the booth and i just gave him a huge hug <laughs> and i think that we kind of just both knew i was like yeah this is 
Well, the band is based so much on chemistry, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys came with us. You met Paulie, our, our bass player, got the long hair. He left for three years. He had some issues he had to take care of. And we had talented, there was three guys, because we could never find the right guy, but talented guys to come in and replace him. But there's no replacing the guy yeah. yet. You know, this is, the, this is the guy. There's no replacing what he does in the band. It's like a five-sided square or what is it a rhomboid or it's a, a five square a five square, five square. We, sh we should know it's literally our album cover but we have no idea you get that chemistry and it's yeah. like you said it was it's not and you know people say talking about let's say for zeppelin and why doesn't robert plant he doesn't want to do it i heard because he doesn't want to be in zeppelin without john bonham yeah and you know if that's the way he feels i that's can't fault enough. him on that yeah because i mean I've, I've made music with hundreds of people at this point and it's there's just something when we get in a room and it just clicks and all of a sudden it's no effort it's just it's on yeah we just push record and it's go there. but having said that i want to talk a little bit about we're harley because yeah. that's the band that you formed mm -hmm. after you left well it actually formed it before you were doing both yeah um but it was it was very like harley was just kind of a thing when i was in la and they, like there wasn't any touring plans for it. it was just like let's make a really fun rock and roll record yeah, yeah. so then after leaving asking all of a sudden it's like what are you I gonna do? guess I'll tour this now. Yeah. Um, so we went on the road with that, which again was a lot of fun. But I mean, you you saw us, and it's that was a walking shit show. Like we were all just dialed up to eleven, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And it's like it was only so long before people got exhausted, and <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of partying going yeah, on. Yeah, we stretched like, ourselves real. I, like I, saw, I saw you at the casino wearing a full-length uh, fur coat. Yeah, which yeah. was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had like like shell necklaces on and yeah, open. What would David Lee Roth do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> so of course. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. But when you add in all the drugs and alcohol, or whatever yeah, it is, it, it, you realize it's a dead end street too. Yeah, and like at, at the time, Danny Lee Roth got tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I aged very prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it started out as it was really dark with drinking and partying and asking, and then I left, and it was like I found the party again. Because mm. you reach a point where it stops being a party, and you, like you're in the room, but you don't want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. but you just keep doing it because like right. you, you don't know how to leave the room. Is, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. there isn't a door out. Uh -huh. um, and then I like found the party again. I'm like, this is so much fun again. Right. So I just continued the exact same lifestyle that was killing me, but just with a smile on my face. And then it reached a point again where I was like, was like, oh, like everything hurts. Mm. I like, I can't keep doing this to myself. And then I wanted to just clean up and yeah, yeah. figure my shit out. <laughs> like was I, was, I was like, there's something that's making me do this. And then that was when I sat down to write the first solo record, which was just... That was very cathartic for you to do oh, the country It was open record. heart surgery. It was like every single word was just terrifying to put down. No, and also to a different genre of music as yeah. well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and like with it being so soft and vulnerable, it, it allowed me to write just such personal things that aren't necessarily how to write in another way without just sitting down with an acoustic guitar and hmm. saying all of the things that are just really scary to admit to myself. Now, Ben, you you obviously know why Danny's left, and you're carrying on with asking, which is still a very big band, yeah. even with a new singer. Are you keeping an eye on him and seeing kind of what he's going or hearing stories? Or yeah, of course. And the funny thing is, Danny doesn't really talk to his family very much at all. But they, I, they talk to me to find out that he's still alive and okay. So yeah, even yeah. when Danny was gone, he was still very much part of my life. And I was like, don't worry, he's okay. Today he's in this 
part of the world or <laughs> this yeah. venue. Probably drunk. He's not still crazy Danny, but I always, I always, I didn't keep tabs on him, but I always was checking up to make sure that everything was going okay and going mm -hmm. well. And we know so many of the same people in the industry. Stuff would get it's back to me. Pretty small industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I always, I always knew he was around and he, like he never disappeared from did my life. Did it surprise life, you know? that he did a country record? No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. I mean, since we were very young, we, I mean, I'm a huge blues fan and we listen to all kinds of music. We very rarely even listen to, to, to rock anymore yeah. <laughs> as, as far as... Because it's that all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. On our bus, it's uh, 70s, like rock, uh, 70s yep. funk. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yacht rock, they call it. <laughs> Hauling yeah, oats so and that type of stuff. Exactly. Toto. <laughs> you need to cleanse your, your, your musical palate, right? Toto has been filling my life lately. Oh, yeah? And, like, not even on purpose. Just Africa is, like... I go into a place and Africa starts playing. I'm starting to think it's my theme tune. <laughs> like there's someone that's been hired to follow me around and just right, right, right. play time. You're in the, in the urinal, the guy next to you. So. <laughs> he just plays it. He just, plays it. Yeah, he just nods at me and plays it on his <laughs> <Yeah>. phone. <laughs> was, it, was it hard for you at first, Danny, to go uh, from playing your very big places? Because Harlot was not playing as big oh, places. It was... It was harder going into doing solo stuff because that again was, was was so far off but i think by then i like i took like a, a year off from touring before i did any of my stuff but it, it was different but i knew it was going to be like that like i was mentally prepared for it because i was like we shouldn't be headlining this is a new band yeah but major labels and their delusion wisdom, yeah, delusion. <laughs> <W> wisdom. <laughs> um they were like they're like no 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 you should use headline right from the go i'm like yeah well, we shouldn't like we have all these friends we could go support like literally a phone call and eventually we got on some stuff with theory of a dead man we got on some three doors down and some see the things but like for the most part it was just playing to like half full rooms because people didn't know the band right 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 even though you won like a couple, I think we you know, yeah there was Metal Hammer Award, a Classic Rock Award, both. I hosted it. You won something. Yes, uh, you the Metal Hammer one, I think. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I remember Jeff had a big long uh, white and black checkered suit or something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> Being his eccentric self. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. So now that you guys are back together, is is Harlot a, a still a thing, or would you go back to? Well, Jeff, it? Jeff lives out in Miami now. Bruno vanished. <laughs> like, no, literally, like, literally after, after the last tour, like just. A wall, no idea. Like I feel like one day I'll get an email and be like, "So do we want to do another album?" <laughs> but like, I mean, he's doing. I think he's a personal trainer, doing a bunch of that stuff now, just walking around being a handsome Brazilian guy. <laughs> Brian's got like ten million. I mean, he was always a session guy and a hired gun, so he's just doing that. Um, but yeah, Jeff's got a vintage shop down in. I think he's in Miami. Something like that. I saw him yeah. in Detroit randomly. Well, his family's ago. from Detroit. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I mean, I've just finished up my new album and we're, we're, we're working this album. Like, we've only just gotten started with this. Mm -hmm. And then we're already working on some more stuff. Um, it seems like you wouldn't need Harlot at this point because you have your rock yeah. back where it should be, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, we wrote an album and it's really good. If if I get approached with an, with an opportunity, like I don't want to tour it, mm. I already know I don't want to be just there. to sing it. Well, it's already done. Oh, it's okay. Like if I get approached with an op opportunity of, of, do you want to put this out? Yeah, and X record label, X record label is, is like, hey, we'll put this out. Like we'll pay for this to go get mixed and mastered and, you know, put put it together. Then yeah, 
Because it's hard, though, because the record company's not going to put on an album, which nobody buys anymore. Yeah. Anyways, which we talked about before, we can talk yeah. about later. So you, the way you make money now is by touring yeah. and merch. But, I mean, I've, I've, I have thought about doing it as well. Like, I just hire a guy to mix and master it, put it on Spotify and, like, Apple Music. And like, it's just there. Yeah, the worst, thing that ha- the worst thing that happens is it only makes a little bit of money because it costs us nothing to make. Mm. But, like, so if, if one person buys it, yeah. Like, there's 10 bucks split between the yeah. four yeah. <laughs> but it's like it just seems like a waste to put all those songs you laugh but that's a lot of nuggets from McDonald's it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot uh, I mean yeah it just feels like it's a waste, a waste to let those songs die done and, yeah. yeah just let them die and not ever because I know that if, if, I, if I send them to Sony to put out to other artists it's my luck that there's someone awful is going to come and butcher them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, Vanilla Ice is interested Actually, for the last might be so not so bad. <laughs> might be okay. When you uh, when, when you decided to bring uh, Danny back, was was Dennis still in the band? Or did we? I just like I said, I checked out. I we'd stopped talking. Like I hadn't heard from him in months. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? And our label tried to get a hold of him even. And I was like, why? Just don't bother. And they were like, well, you have to because contractually you're obligated to do this, this, and this. And I was like, whatever, have at it, kind of thing. And um, out of nowhere, like me and our label owner, Ash, I started getting these really like cryptic text messages, like of like from him or from his phone of like cartoon drawings of like him being a sorcerer and all of us being in the air, like <laughs> like w- weird stuff. Yeah. And then like weird texts, like talking about Dennis, but from Dennis's phone, like huh. so much weird stuff. And then I guess Ash Avildsen got a text saying, if you want to see me again, bring a million dollars in a briefcase to the Ukraine. And wow. he said, he showed me this text. And I was like, really? What? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like big Lebowski. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, to Ash, I was, all I thought, all I took away from this whole situation was, this is great for Ash. He loves to write movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him have this one. Meanwhile, I'm still just checked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't care, man. I've got my, my daughter. I'm happy. I'll go become manager or work at a label or I'll do something. But, you know, I wasn't having fun at that point in time. And then, you know, we, well, like I said, we didn't really bump into each other. Ash tricked us into hanging out. And yeah, who's Ash? In LA. He's, He's the owner of Samarian. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Ben was in doing pickup stuff for American Satan. Which is the movie you did. I was yeah. in, I think I was reading for a movie. And I went to lunch with Ash and he... He dropped the seed for recording Vultures then. He's like, dude, do you remember that song? I'm like, yeah, that's the song you hate and told us not to put on the last album. Because <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about you. And yeah. then uh, he, was, he, was like, he was like, well, that's going to go and gonna go do a new album. Like, um, What do you think about them doing it? And I was like, I mean... Which, by the way, had never been brought up in conversation. No, of course. Me, no, he me. knew exactly what he was doing, playing, having this conversation. Because yeah. like, he knows that in my head I'm going, mm, yeah, that... Yeah, 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 not singing That's my, my song. song. He's not butchering my incredible <laughs> yeah. vocals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with his communism. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be a headline. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no, we're okay. This isn't Kerrang. Well, no. Then he was yeah. like, then he was, then he was like, well, well, what if like with with how Killswitch did? Um, you just come in and you just sing one song on the album, and it's like a cool little throwback. Mm. Be, and I'd be like, I mean, I feel like you'd have to talk to the band <laughs> them about this like do they know he's like no i'm just brainstorming i'm just off the top of my head and i was like well listen i feel like with the way things ended it's it'll go down better for even if it's just like something ben and i do and it's just like a little acoustic thing yeah that's what we discussed doing for a while just me and danny releasing it yeah mm-hmm. and then 
I go, I, I stayed at Ash's that night because I was supposed to fly out, and he was, he was like, yeah, just hang out one more night. I'll, I'll get you a ticket. I want to show you the movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm over at his house, and he's, it's like, he's like, he's like, oh, by the way. Benjamin's coming over. I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna be weird. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a heads up. Ash, I'm gonna require some Jameson. <laughs> Fast forward to two hours later, and Danny's yeah. ordered a full pizza and fallen asleep with his head in my lap. Yeah. So, <laughs> back in business, yeah. the <laughs> aforementioned Jameson stroked, stroked him, stroked his hair until he fell but, asleep. But, but once again, you know, and and, and and listen, I mean, there's the bad side of the of the record label wanting you to yeah. be on the road forever, but there's also the good side to know, like Alex, Alex, uh, Ask Alexander at his best is with you two guys together. Yes, yeah, of course. Rod Smallwood did the same thing with Bruce and Steve after mm -hmm. like, okay, this place thing is done. Yeah. Let's organize this chance meeting between Bruce and Steve and yeah. get it back in order again. And it, it 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 turned out I mean, yes, there is that nice study of the music industry, but at the same time, I think everyone's grown and everyone learned where people's limits are. So now it's when when they're saying stuff and I'm like I'm like, yeah, that that, that doesn't work for me. They're like, Okay, let's figure out a different angle, let's figure out a different way to do it. Right. Because they've seen how it can get and I mean, even with me doing another one of my records, for like for a brief second, there was like pushback from the record from Asking's record label side, and everyone was like, "Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. This is how we start fights. Like, we get along just fine. Don't yeah, cause drama us, with Let us right. do no what drama. we want to do. It's so much easier. Like this, yeah, because he in his head's like, like Danny's doing an album. Asking's gonna stop touring. This is all over. Ah, band and ship. But it's it's like it's like yeah, but literally at the same time we're like already working on a more asking stuff like already like this isn't going anywhere. But the, 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 you guys never had an issue with that though. You never. No, we never cared. The stuff right. It was it, it was, was everyone else. It was everyone yeah. who had nothing to do with it who cared, and they'd just try and create problems. It's amazing how when you get older, like you said, there's certain guys they used to hate back in the day, and like why did why do we hate each other so yeah. much? Yeah. Sometimes you get played against each other, you know, or whatever it may be, and it's like it's so stupid as you grow older. Let's just say, listen, you do your cycle, you do your record, and then you can do what the hell yep. you want. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. How, how was it again getting back together to work on the Asking the Alexandria record? Oh, it was, it was, it was like seamless. you'd never been anywhere. It was it, within 10 seconds of being in the studio. Like I said, when we did Vultures, before you even rejoined, it was like, wow, this is, this was, is Asking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it, I mean, ben, ben had written a bunch of really cool stuff and like, at first, we'd, we were both going into it with the same mentality, but we didn't know that was what the other one was thinking too. In that we were like, okay, the rule book of what Asking Alexandria is is gone. It's like, gone, yeah. We were making our first record, like this can sound any way we want, like we can make it weird, we can create whatever we feel like. Do whatever you want, yeah. And like, I'm there writing vocals, I'm like, I'm like I don't know if they're gonna buy this. <laughs> and then's like doing like these cool like spacey guitar things, and then like, but it, 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 it blended so well together and I came out for a month after all the, all the music was done and my whole process is I get into the studio and I listen to whatever song I'm doing that day for the first time in the studio. Like on the day I'm writing it and I'll write and record as I go. And day one we did four songs, then we did three songs, then we did two songs, then wow. we did one song and then I was, I don't leave for a month, we can slow this down. Yeah. <laughs> so I just start doing like one every couple of days and then hang out and go, go do cool stuff. That's um, it. But yeah, it was like the quickest recording process, writing and recording process. Of my it was life. probably the most fun I've ever had in the studio. The most excited and just fun we've had since our debut album, Stamp yeah. and Scream, which mm -hmm. we look back on now and we're like, oh, that album's not that <laughs> yeah. cool. But at the time, we were on top of the world. We had There were no expectations. And, and it was like that again. It was like we were doing whatever we wanted to then, 
what we love to do and that's exactly what it was like for this album too which i had not felt since when we recorded that 2008 yeah. and so, you mentioned that you guys had gone you guys went and did some tours with guns and roses and we we played with guns and roses one-offs. yeah two when one-offs. was when was that that was uh 2011 or 12 it's before we had enough songs to play for an hour Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. So you were contracted for an hour? Yeah, they made us play the same song again, but only half of it, because that was our allocated yeah, time. Yeah, we had 60 minutes, not a minute of, and not a minute under, we don't get paid. Really? And we, we were also like already 57. in the middle of a talk. We were in Orlando, and we, and we get this phone call, and it's like, Guns oh, we put some Guns N' Roses. Oh, when is it? It's tomorrow night. Well, it's like, it's like we, in, in New, New York. York. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It was that night. We got the call the, the morning off. It was I think that it's, night. I think it's because... Baz cancelled, <laughs> um, and then it was manic trying to get everything together the entire time. I'm like, I don't want to do it. This isn't gonna be a good fit. This is still when everything is super heavy. Like, there's pretty much no singing. Like, you I'm guys, like, yeah, they don't yeah. want to listen to us. Just <laughs> take my word for this. I spent the whole show with my back facing the audience. Why? Because it was embarrassing, yeah. man. They were like, Axel, Axel. No. Like 10,000 people chanting Axel. And we only announced that morning that we were playing. And so our fans were like, good, oh, sold out. So I think maybe five of our fans got yeah. tickets up in the nose, please. They were like, woo. I was like, <laughs> was, what, what venue was it? Um, the like a, Z, Z, Zio, Zio. Izod Center? Izod. Oh, so it's in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there was one guy, and I'll never forget this in my life. Like, I love hecklers. I think they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like to have fun with them. Um, but there was this guy in the front. I did. I, I had nothing, because he didn't say a word. He just he just looked at me and put his hands. And he was like, like, come on, man. Why? 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 <laughs> why are you here? Come on. Why are you doing this to me, <laughs> man? I came out. I'm with my wife, our kids. We got to sit for this. Yeah, why are you a here? Lot of money for these front row seats, and just come on. Come on. He was, like, he was just <laughs> disappointed in my side of the story. And I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be here either. <laughs> That's oh, what a terrible feeling. Yeah. Over the guns and just be like, oh. Yeah. No oh, and so we there. finish at 57 minutes and they're like, oh, you've still got three minutes. Oh, we finished our set. We're going to have to play another song. We don't have another song that we can play. You have to play another one that you've already played again for three minutes of it. Wow. So we played a song that we played towards the beginning of the set. Yeah. I get as if these people weren't pissed off enough as this. <laughs> hey, here's another one of the same song Heard for you. We didn't like it the first yeah. time. Yeah, if they, if, if they didn't like it the first time, they hated it the second yeah. time. <laughs> wow. So then did you have to do another one after that? You said you had two shows or was it a different time? The second one was... I think I it was a festival. I but think it, it was... But like I the, can't remember what it was. The stage was... Because it was the show that Ash's mum came and poured a beer on my head. Oh God! Me and Ash's mum do not get along. Okay. Um, and but it was it was a really weird festival. Like it was one of those that scattered over everywhere, but they didn't have enough bands for that. Okay. So it was like the only bands on our stage was like a band at eleven a.m. Us, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Everything away for the rest of it. So it's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much like Justin asking Alexander yeah, and Guns yeah. N' Roses show again. <laughs> right, here we go. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Does that one go any better? Yeah. Uh, I th- it went better. Slightly, <laughs> because it was a festival. So there were people there who weren't just there to see. So you would have to think that Axel probably personally requested you guys to be on the show. We, they they, they asked know. for asking um, to fly out specifically for that show, which is, like I said, we were the poster children for the new age of rock and roll. Right. And everyone was like, 
like we went and um, met with Stephen Adler and played jammed night train with him because he was like oh this asking band and then same with Sebastian we did some skid row covers and he heard it that's how we got in with him he was like I want to come sing with you guys so well, no, remember, no Stephen was going to come up and play that song on stage with us filming the first DVD yeah 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 at the Wilton <laughs> he's never shot and up. he just didn't show up <laughs> like we rehearsed the whole day before then he forgot yeah yeah he uh, <laughs> just as a quick side with the Golden Gods we had it this year and we hosted again and Stephen came up and he was just talking and mumbling away. I, I tried to like gently uh, not I wasn't forcing but it was like just like letting him know that it's time to, to move Guys, so I can force the guy yeah. off. <laughs> he forcibly gave me a little body check and pushed me back. And I was like <laughs> I would expect Stephen Adler from Guns yeah. N' Roses to do that, but if you try that again, I'm going to knock your f***ing block off, dude. Right. He's, he's, he's like that, though, because I saw an interview he was doing with his mum on some morning yeah, yeah, talk yeah, show, yeah. and his mum's there promoting her book. Yeah, right. And he's like, yeah, it's great, but uh, I wrote a book. And they're like, okay, <laughs> well, but right now, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, actually, my book. Rah, rah, rah. And his mum's just there like, oh, here we go. And the interviewer's like, here we go. She's, like, she's like, why did I finish the book now? This is like a whole perfect <laughs> exactly. ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the epilogue. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Well, our time's up. Well, that's a good job. That's enough about me, then. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have any, uh, uh, even any slight sniffs of Axel? Or was it completely Oh, so when he, he came, like, two hours late, the, they pulled in in, like, a black Cadillac or something, and I was like, oh, there he is. And I'm walking back to my dressing room from catering. They were nice enough to give us a dressing room. Right. And I was walking back, and I was like, okay. And this security guard grabs my chest and pins me against the wall. and was like, don't move. I'm like... Hey man, I just played. I just got some food. I'm, I'm heading to my grooms right there. If you if you look there, just three meters. There's my door. And he's like, "Don't move." And Axel comes down the the corridor, surrounded by security, and he's like, "Just look down." Yes, I understand. It's Axel Rose. You're very excited right now. I was like, "Dude, I just want to get to my green room, man." That's so crazy. He, and he went past me. Didn't care. He got all the way to the end of the corridor, turned the corner. He's like, "Now you can go." And I was like, "Thanks, man." Unbelievable! They had, they had a curtain in front of the dressing room door because we were able to leave if he was in the halls. Yeah, um, there wasn't a bathroom in our dressing room, so we just have to wait. But I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be there. I was like, I don't care if we never get this opportunity again. So I just walked out. Um, but yeah, then I dated a chick who was one of his exes, and then there was a whole bunch of drama there. But that was another one of those scenarios, like you were saying, where it's like it reached a point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, I haven't been with this chick for like a year and a half. Like, right. right. Right, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a little back and forth with that. Uh, I remember. I yeah. remember who, who that is. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, mm -hmm. did he knew about that? Yeah, he knew about that. He'd try and get her to leave my hotel room to go up to his hotel room. And I was, I was like, send that, send that room number one more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go up and visit you. Yeah. I, I, you I turn up in her underwear. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> How about them blowjobs? <laughs> I'm like, I had dinner with your security guard last night. <laughs> so I, I he like likes the, me a lot. <laughs> I like that stuff, though, when you don't care. Like, there's, there's been a couple uh, people that are bands that are offered us tours, and then they don't, and they do, and I finally just said, listen, oh, so-and-so offered you, you know what? Tell them no. Yeah. Like, I'm done with this yes, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kowtowing or kissing anybody's ass. Yeah. If they want us, if, if we're worthy of a tour, we'll get it. I don't care. Well, they said, I don't care what they said. Tell them no. Yeah. You're saying no to them. Yeah, take it. So, so they're disqualified from offering us a tour anymore. Yeah, no more tour offers <laughs> yeah. from you. And they're like, you can't do that. I said, do it. Bro, oh, like, give me the address. Yeah, I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Why? What? What are they? Yeah, exactly. What? No, they're they gonna be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, now you're offered. There you go. <laughs>
You have to be on this tour now. <laughs> well, we're going to tell this guy not to take you out either. It's like, good, I already told him no last night. He's also. <laughs> it's a good position to be in, though. Yeah. Like when, you're, when you're confident, don't care. Because yeah. there's people that are always going to be kind of waiting for the call. Like, hello, sir. Like, you oh, want to yeah. be that way, you know? No. no. You mentioned that you, uh, that you uh, enjoy hecklers. I do. Um, tell us some good heckler stories. I, I'm probably your biggest heckler on stage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we we go we go back and forth constantly. Our, our stage show has become just the Danny and Ben stand-up show. Yeah, um, my favorite one. It wasn't it wasn't even that intense of a heckle, but we were on Mayhem, and like everyone's having a great time. It's summer festival, like everyone, it's the middle of the day. Everyone's like just starting to get drunk. There's one guy in the crowd who's just stood in the middle. You a song and I'm like, I'm like, buddy, do you do you need to stick? What's up? And he's like. Oh, your mother should have swallowed you. Leave. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, shit. And like, pulled out the back. See, you can't win, though. If you got the microphone, you'll always win. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what Seinfeld says. I got a microphone. All I they have to do is keep time. talking, and they can't respond. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just got to wait till I'm done. Beerstock is bad with that. He's he's, yeah. his legs he sometimes gets flips mad. Does he you want to fight, mother? <laughs> uh, the best one was at the Golden Gods. <laughs> they won an award, and everyone's yelling. He's like... Oh yeah, well I have this heavy ass award and you have a fat ass. <laughs> it's like, oh god. You wanna meet me outside, fat ass? <laughs> I think there was even a four eyes thrown in there too. <laughs> four eyes, yeah, probably. It's like, oh, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but we had one the other day, we were in Dallas and there was a guy there who was holding a sign. I don't know I don't know what his gimmick was or what is the best was. is when they're at your show. Yeah. Like, wait, you paid to be, to be here. here. And he's holding up a sign that says play Freebird. Oh, free but he's holding up the whole show, and I'm like, okay, it's mildly funny joke for three seconds. Now put it down, dude. <laughs> but now I'm not even gonna look at it. I will look at every person in the crowd, and if you're Except the guy, just, my <laughs> scan goes past, and I can see the guy that's coming. He's like, and I don't look, I don't look, and suddenly finally just he just loses interest. But I'm like, this is like you said, it's our show. Yeah. It's a headlining Fozzie show. Yeah. The place is packed, and you gotta hold up that sign. It doesn't even say anything. Play Freebird, okay? Like. Okay. That, uh, it's like no. That's no the, the the best response. He's like Freebird. This ain't a fucking jukebox. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slayer, Freebird. Yeah. You mentioned. I'm some, just gonna I'm just gonna learn to play Freebird really badly. That would be great. Oh, Freebird, really just do badly. An awful job the, of it. The next 13 minutes, yeah, you guys just nail it. it. Yeah. yeah, the whole solo. And just to get, but you never play it only if someone calls it out. Oh yeah. And for the, the first time ever. The whole solo it, wrong no, though. It, it's yeah. no, no, like you're in a different key. Different key. <laughs> It, no, it, the thing is, it'll become a here. Thing. It is, asshole. Like, like, no, no, like, it's like the secret menu of asking Alexandria. Like, yeah. if you shout free, but like, they'll play this awesome shitty flute <laughs> yeah, version of exactly. free. It's like, have yeah. you heard shitty flute? No. Well, I'm a, oh, change your life. God, you no, so it's this band flute. on YouTube, and they cover like rock and metal songs, but with a flute out of time. Like, they cannot play the flute. It's incredible. Nice shitty um, flute. Yeah, shitty flute. Are they any good? No, they suck. So no, it's not just a catchy. It's, no, it's really, no. really bad. Like it's. <laughs> All, it's like a it's like a two year old playing a flute. It's okay. hilarious, but it'd be great if that's then like they shout Freebird and it's like okay. Shitty, we just bring Shitty Flute on tour with us wow. from now on. <laughs> Ask us out with special guest Shitty Flute. Shitty Flute. <laughs> you talk about the new record and how much fun it was to make it. We mentioned this a little bit earlier, Ben, uh, with the way that music is nowadays. And you told me something that I hadn't heard yet mm. that iTunes is gonna cease to exist yeah yeah apple i've said that getting rid of itunes oh, so even if you want to buy music yeah. you won't be able to 
like, I was saying, like the only, like, I think the only people that buy music now are musicians. Yeah, we it's made. Album, well, I still buy music. We, yeah. we, buy, we buy each other, and then like anyone who in like a close friend, it's like you get the album for free anyway. I guess they're like you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're, lo you're losers. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no reason to buy it anymore. No. <laughs> which is interesting, though. They finally are shutting it down. Yeah, it's just it's just which is fine, you know. Things progress, things change. It's like I don't want to be the guy holding onto the tape cassette, like man or vinyl. Yeah, 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 you know sure, what I mean? It's sure, like sure. cool stuff. Stuff progresses. I get it, but. It has to progress on all fronts because right now artists aren't getting paid from streams. They're, yeah. they're just not. So it's like, okay, that's fine. That this number, this right, new platform right. is great, but there will be no no one putting anything on this platform if they can't afford to do it anymore because they're not getting paid to do it. And as much as people hear like greedy, greedy, no, this is this is our jobs, Job. all of us. Yeah, right. And we're not making money like people think. You know, we're not making millions and millions of dollars. Well, you know that was I mean? always the thing. I remember when I was a kid, there was a band from Canada called Kickaxe. And they had three albums and they toured with Judas Priest and Alice Cooper and Triumph. I'm like, dude, they must be like multi-millionaires. Yeah. And of course, they probably it's couldn't like, even no. pay the rent. Five <laughs> guys get, living in a one. getting 300 bucks a night. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? Yeah, each. It's, it's but, just not what people think. And that's, we mentioned that, like how, you know, if you grow a banana, I'm a banana grower. And someone just comes and takes all my bananas for free. That's not how it works. No, that's yeah. not how it... You've spent time well, to, actually, to grow that. Well, actually, the banana. interesting thing about that is it, it works even more so like that for us. Not only do we not get paid for our art and our music anymore, but everyone you know gets free merch. They just come to the show. It's like, oh, we met. Can I get, can I get five T-shirts and a beanie? It's dude, like, dude, isn't that get great? out of it. Or can I get on your guest list? Buy a ticket, dude. I had two to say, we were the show in Dallas and uh, some people came, great friends, great people, but it was not the guy, it's the handlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can probably guess who it is. Hey man, can we get two hoodies and a, and a shirt? And I'm like, you know exactly who it is. I'm like, listen, <laughs> if I, listen, and the, you know, dude, okay, cool, fine. If I went to a show that someone gave me tickets for and asked for eight or 10 tickets, I would throw some money in the pot. Can yeah, I have yeah, a shirt? Yeah. I, I went and saw, um, uh, uh, what's the band called? I don't even remember, oh, Falling in Reverse. Right, in right. Atlantica. And there was an opening band called Issues. I really liked Issues, so I went and bought an Issues shirt. Yeah, yeah. They're good. They probably are making f all on this. I'll yeah. give them something. And the other ones were playing the whiskey on Saturday. And every person that I know, hey, man, I'm going to come and shoot. Great. Can I play? It's, for, it's already L.A. There's no. Yeah, everyone yeah. wants comps. All the record company, all the PR guys. I'm there like, are dude, no guest list tickets. I sold the 20. venue out. For free because yeah. all my friends and it's friends. It's twenty-five bucks. Yeah, dude, you guys got jobs. I would pay. For, you know what I mean? Like, but people don't do. Your that. friend yeah. works in H and M. I don't go and get a free outfit. Like, hey, I just need this T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, sweet. Here you go, buddy. It doesn't work that people way. People almost think it's almost think it's demeaning to have to buy their own tickets. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, no, trust. Me. Or the worst is when it's, it's like, like, but we go way back. Yeah. The yeah, worst yeah. is when it's like, oh, I know Ben from Asking. Don't worry about it. He'll be able to get me into that twenty-one pilot show that's coming through <laughs> Dallas next <laughs> month. Like. Hey, can you get me in 21 Pilots? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Like, no! Like, yeah, if, what's wrong if, with you? Even, even if you did know yeah. 21 Pilots. I had so many people no. this summer from Metallica with the stay. Hey, can you get me Metallica tickets? I know you know Lars. Okay, I know Lars. I'm not going to ask Lars to get you tickets. He doesn't know you. Yeah. Like, dude. It's like, yeah, I can get you tickets. I'm, I'm it's 300 Metallica bucks. Tickets. I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a singer in one of their bands. Come on, man. <laughs> but that's that's so funny how people act that yeah, way, yeah. you know? It's very weird. And again, it's only with musicians. It's yeah. like, why has music been dumped in this corner? It's like, oh, yeah, hey, they, hey, everything should be free. They hey, don't deserve Brad money. Cousin, um, you think you could hit up Brad and get me some free tickets to that new movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, you get no. a, can you give me a free tour of Brad's set and get me backstage yeah. passes for his... Uh, hey. 
I always Oscar? wanted like, could I see the inside of his house? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. But I mean, do you think that there's a there's a fix to that though? When we we're talking about the whole Spotify thing, and I yes, mean, it's it's it's. I mean, okay. So for the people who are on the other side of the microphone and don't necessarily know, it's fifteen hundred plays counts as a purchase mm-hmm. of single or album, and like that scale is. To fix the problem, they have to shift that scale because. Yeah, how does fifteen hundred people streaming something equate to one person? person and by the way, and that's it. one play equaling ninety nine cents. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Before, before anyone on our side have touched it. Yeah. Exactly. It, it winds out. It's it's what like six or seven cents per purchase now. Yeah. And it's like that's fifteen hundred plays is six cents. Six cents. Yeah. It, yeah. Thanks. In, Insane. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you you have to be getting billions of plays to get any, but there isn't room for it. Like, Right. So th- that scale needs to move and they need to figure out the math. And I mean, I've been well aware for a lot of years, I think we all have that streaming is the future of where this goes. And I think there are some really awesome perks to it where all of a sudden artists are forced to write hits and albums won't exist because there'll be no point for them. So be you go in, you write a song, you record a song, you put it out like a couple of days later. Right. But then everything you put put out has to be amazing, because you put out a couple of shitty no ones. Filler, people yeah. aren't going to check back. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be great for the artistry standpoint. It does kind of take away from where artists get to create, and it's not necessarily a song that's for the fans. It's something for them, and it's like that could put people off. But I th- it, it's going to force people to be better, and it's going to it's going to thin the herd because there's a lot of. It's, yeah, the music industry is oversaturated, and it's going to thin the hood. You know, it, it, it has to be that way because sooner or later, either, because I always say we're stuck one foot in the kind of the past, yeah. let's say in the past, meaning the early 2000, when was your guys' first record out? 2009. Okay, so you were a little bit past. If you're talking about, let's say, Avengers' first record, yeah. even City of Evil at 2000, 2005, they still mm-hmm. made big money on that record. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the last few dwindling years. Yeah. So one foot in then and one foot in now, but there's still the future where there, there has to be more revenue for the artists. And I, and I yeah. think there will be, because if not, there'll be no new artists. Well, there was, yeah, exactly. There was just That's what we big, were saying. And the sad big... thing is, it's young. Other things that really annoy me is bands need to stop doing. You don't have to feel bad about wanting to make money, but I hate when bands go on stage and go, we don't even care if you stole our album illegally, yeah. so long as you're listening. It's like, no, dude. That's not the precedent to be to be set. That's, That's not where the, the bar needs to be set, man. Because right. so now there's this mentality. People go, well, bands should just be thankful we're listening, and it's like, well, I understand we are thankful we're listening. To listen to. We are well, thankful, right. but also we ha- we have exactly. food to eat and bills to pay, just like you do, you know. And we don't expect you to do anything, any of your jobs for free. It's like. Why are musicians expected to entertain and provide people? Which, by the way, music's the most powerful thing in the world. Yeah. So this, this, where people are expected to get songs that change their lives, help them through day to day, even if it's just to shut out real life for for a couple of minutes. Why has that become expected? You know what I mean? Mm. And to just take and have at your disposal when you point. need it. Yeah, it's something that everybody enjoys in one genre or another. But like you said, if there isn't some revenue, nobody could afford to do it. Yeah. You have a bunch of firemen that put out solo records on the side. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Which means no one will be able to tour because they'll be able to afford well, to yeah, exactly. tour. Exactly. And then when there's you... the other side. Like, you never come to my town. Like, I can't afford to. Like, we want right. to go to Australia right now so bad. And there's so many people going, why aren't you coming to Australia? And I mean, it, this is how it works. We got an offer to go over there. And we can't physically afford to make it to Australia with all our crew and our production and get back and even make any money for ourselves. It would be a break even. So we'd be going over there essentially for free. And people just don't understand that, you know, and it's like, well, you know. 
and that's the thing we, we, you call it being a mark. We're not marks to play music. You're not like a, a fool for it, but we love to do it. We yeah, love to go to Australia. Australia's an yeah. amazing time. Yeah. But you get like, you know, why, why don't you guys come to D- Denver? Well, Denver's never made us an offer that we could afford to come. Yeah. yeah. I'd love it to costs, come play for 500 bucks or a door deal, but it's, it costs so it. much and, uh, money to put a yeah. show on. Like yeah. just for a tour, it's like right. 50 grand just for the bus. Just for the gas. In just, the bus. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and then there's the production and then the crew and then the management and then the overheads of the venue and the security. And it's like, okay, before you know it, there's no money left over for the band the guys, yeah. but people don't think about that they're just like right. well they get everything for free and they're millionaires it's like nah yeah. not really yeah, not really yeah <laughs> i mean uh, something i try and uh educate the fans on like instead of just being like no buy the music because in their head that's just a guy shouting them because he wants their money yeah. so i try i try and explain to them like okay you really want us to come to this town and like you're telling us on these live chats and stuff like we've got a lot of fans in this town it's like well, I'm looking at the analytics of our sales and our streams, and it doesn't look like anyone there's buying it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, a booking yeah. agent there looks at that and goes, "Yeah, I'm not bringing this. I'm not paying." They don't have. They don't have a fan base. Have a fan base here. And it's because there's no way to measure how many people there have illegally downloaded it. Sure, sure, sure. So it's impossible for us to go to that town because we'll be going there for 500 bucks. But you never know. Like, even tonight, where you asked about pre-sales tonight, I told you it's uh, it's actually. Like way more than that because somehow they found another cache of tickets. I just found. Yeah. I was like, Are you kidding me? So how do you not know? Because they're saying, well, this, this, this show is only selling this. Well, but it really sold that, but no one really knows. Yeah, it's it's such a weird mm-hmm. uh, bell curve of what you can really. Let's say you wanted to audit somebody. What do you audit? And yeah, how? you have yeah. to you have to pay a guy to sit at the front door with a clicker. Basically. That's right. Which we which we used to do when we did door deals. We'd have to sit someone there because otherwise the venue's yeah. gonna lie. That's right. That's a good um, point. But again, yeah. that's another paycheck to someone else yep. now. Yeah, you know? That's right. And that and that and that curve. I, I love the curve of professionalism in this industry. Like the musicians have to be professional and punctual and do everything on time. And then gradually you go down the curve and people get lazier and respond less. <laughs> and then it reaches the people that are supposed to do all of the work who just don't do anything. <laughs> it's like it's like, hey, I need these numbers right now. It's like, ah, oh, we'll get them for you next month. Yeah. It's like tours finish next month. That's right. That's a lot. <laughs> Dude, that, that happened on this tour. Like the, um, um, someone from our label hit up my tour manager. was like, hey, so um, we've got press for Ben in, uh, in Colorado at 6 p.m. And, and Stephen's like, great great i'll let him know oh just so you're aware colorado was four days ago like, <laughs> oh so good they told job. you about it four, four days, days after four days yeah. too late yeah so getting your delorean yeah exactly guy and go back to it yeah. exactly like yeah, come yeah. on guys yeah we try and be as organized as we can but we need some help mm-hmm. yeah but, but the bottom line is, is as we wind down here you guys are back together again this is it sounds like you guys are having a great time yeah sure, it seems you're both very happy so this record was a success, but you mentioned mm-hmm. you already want to do another one already. I, it's the curse of the songwriter, I it think. Is. It's I can never switch off. I can switch off right after I finish a record. My body's done. I, my brain's done it. I switch off for a little while, but then it just will turn on whenever it feels like it. And once it's on, it's on. And so I get frustrated. Like I'm driving here frustrated because I've got all these ideas in my head. Like I need to get in a studio, but I can't because this album's so new to the public. Right. It's not new to me anymore, but it's new to the public. So the label's like, you've yeah, got to keep doing this. We, recorded, we started recording this a year ago, so it's so it takes a it's while. It's new yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. And I love this album and I want to continue to tour it, but I also want to be able to create new music now as yeah. well. And I feel like, uh, coming back to what Danny was saying, eventually, finally, the rock industry will catch up to the pop and rap industry and we will be just releasing singles, which is great. And I can be like, oh, I want to go in the studio tomorrow. Next week, there's a new song out. Radio. You know, so did I'm waiting for those days. Did you write this record with Danny or did you write mostly on your own? No, we, we I wrote together. it together, yeah. I'd written a lot before and then we decided to kind of just 
just start again almost you know and i think most of the music was done and the ideas were there but then danny came in and did vocals and it turned into more of a collaborative Switching thing your energy and stuff yeah what, what's the difference between singing a country uh, song and singing a rock song the accent <laughs> um well i think i think the way i've grown as a songwriter because i write like everything now and i think this writing this was right after finishing and releasing the solo record which is obviously really personal and, and cathartic and this was uh, the perfect album to come out of it because i got to pick up at the end of that story where it's like where it's like okay i can move on now and then i got to write this incredibly positive album about the experiences i've had and how to move forward and it stopped being different the difference is the amount of distortion on the guitars at this point yeah, really, yeah. um it's just the production the act of making the songs and then singing them are one and the same yeah they're the same now very much a rock and roll country music scene yeah. going on anyways if you're talking about luke bryan and all those guys oh, yeah such a rock twinge to it right it, was the nashville scene cool for you was it, it was it was cool for the first year and then i mean that town's growing so quickly yeah it became exhausting like it became another la yeah yeah and right, but right. like the infrastructure the buildings you can't get anywhere or do anything and there's just too many people in a very small town and I just, I got over it super quick and I became a recluse and <laughs> just sat in my studio all day making songs and... Two last questions, and this one's probably you've answered a thousand times, but for me, and I've never asked you guys this, where does Asking Alexandria come from? <laughs> How did I know that was going to be the question? Sorry, I never, I'm sure that's like, you have to, I was like, where'd you get the name Fozzie? All right, here we go, but I never knew, so from, from a... The name? The name. Uh, dude, honestly, I, I came up with the name, I think I was like 12 years old. Like uh -huh. I've been doing this for a long time, maybe older, maybe 14. So I don't even really remember. I remember I remember vividly in my head one day being in my bedroom with a dictionary and just going through trying to find a cool word, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's cool? Like, I need to find a cool word with a cool meaning. Make it too far, close to <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Very unmotivated. <laughs> no, I just, I got over it and I was like, what does a name really matter? And I remember like thinking about the Beatles. What does that mean? It's garbage. Yeah, sure. Slipknot. What does that mean? It's Kiss. garbage. Kiss. Like, yeah. terrible. All that really matters is the band itself. Yeah. And, I, and I just remember thinking, okay, well, I'm not in a big successful band. What do people relate to? What can they relate to more than anything else? And I just remember thinking, other people so that was where the idea of getting like a human name sure. came from um alexandria and at the time i think the big platform was pure volume if you remember that purevolume.com uh -huh. was before myspace and everything and i typed in alexandria and it was already taken so it's like Fuck. pick another word some suggestions for you you know what i mean like when you're making new mail and i was like oh cool asking alexandria sweet that's it <laughs> and plus now every girl named alexandria that's a fan of your band oh like, yeah you will no, never yeah. believe this but i'm also called i say like, i mean we, i believe you <laughs> i believe so you chances are there's probably millions of it's people not that, that weird of a name exactly that right, right. <laughs> uh, last question what's, the, what's your favorite concert you ever saw oh wait, wait but before we do that oh this just for the record this is the first time in the history of this band that ben has ever answered that question really seriously. yeah yeah this is so the first time extent. the true yeah, yeah. story has like, ever been told sorry for asking you the most no no obvious of questions ten, i never knew so. like 10 years you can tell we like it because <laughs> we, we usually f with people <laughs> i'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the first time so no one actually ever knows until oh, now well there's this talk is jericho exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> right here today uh favorite concert you've ever seen oh that's tough I think for me it's probably Deep Purple and not because it was the biggest or the best but it was my first concert wow. and my stepdad took me Yeah, and I just remember looking at that stage and thinking oh my god this is insane like a, a, a arena full of people going nuts and, um, and 
the keyboardist at the end they did their bow and the keyboardist actually fell over and broke his hip and got stretched <laughs> off stage and i was like amazing amazing and the curtain came down yeah <laughs> oh they're, they're mortal humans after all <laughs> yeah and they're like, all you know, too yeah <laughs> exactly like god in that moment and they're like no i'm old <laughs> they just all bad <laughs> you um, my favorite I've, I've i've had the great pleasure of seeing many incredible ones the most fun i've ever had at concert was kid rock Oh, okay, that yeah. dude can put on a Very show, time, and his yeah. band is so good. Yeah, Chris Stapleton is incredible. Um, I saw John Mayer a few months ago. Great that player. was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Underrated player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, uh, he's more known know. for slaying the hottest yeah. boon on the planet <laughs> yeah, yeah, than yeah. he is his musical think, genius. Yeah, I think I just got Kid Rock because it was just it was so good. Yeah, when he like, plays my, the instruments. And yeah, stuff. my jaw was just on the floor. It was it was on it was at Rock on the Range, so he had like his full like rock meets. Americana. Americana exactly. Yeah, but and it's just like all the songs are completely different live. Like it's not rap rock live. It's just amazing and it's energy. Yeah, it's just and, a show. Yeah, yeah, and he's hilarious and it's just larger than life. Entertainment. Well, guys, it's great to have you here yeah. uh, in the back of the bus and uh, let's go before Danny has to go poop again. <laughs> I actually do need to I pee. already went. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> All right, Asking Alexandria's new single, Alone in a Room, spent four weeks at number one on Octane's Biggins Countdown on Sirius XM, and it's still top five. Go get the record. Go see them live. Everything you need is at AskingAlexandria.com. Thanks to Danny and Ben for being here and uh, laughing it up with me, and uh, thanks to you guys who all have bought cabins for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Ranger at Sea. We are less than 50 cabins left now, so book now while you still can, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We are headed towards a sellout. We're setting sail October 27th with a killer lineup from Miami to the Bahamas. And remember, when you purchase your cabin, all food, concerts, live podcasts, stand-up shows, meet and greets, autograph sessions, wrestling matches, all of them are free once you book a cabin. Everything is included in your cabin price except for alcohol and gambling. So come hang out, have fun, and see the big main event that you can only see on the cruise, the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club, the Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2 Jackson versus Kenny Omega, Cody, and Marty Skrull? Don't forget also Impact versus Ring of Honor, uh, Sammy Callahan versus Marty Skrull in a no-rules uh, deck fight. Uh, also, we got um, LAX versus the Young Bucks, and a huge 10-man elimination war, Ring of Honor versus Impact, which, of course, is going to be the Young Bucks, Cody, Marty Skrull, Adam Page versus LAX, Sammy Callahan, Brian Cage, and uh, Johnny Morrison, Johnny Impact, the whole gang. Uh, live talk is Jericho's also with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, another one remembering Eddie Guerrero with Conan and Rey Mysterio, another one with the entire Bullet Club, another one with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, Mick Foley doing his 20 Years of Hell stand-up show talking all about uh, the amazing Hell in the Cell match that they had so many years ago, 20 years ago to be, exa to be exact with The Undertaker, uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing the JR and the King live show and like I mentioned before the first round of the Sea of Honor tournament has been announced bracket A Lethal Whitmer uh, Daniels Delirious Skrull Titus Young Flip Gordon bracket B Mark Briscoe versus Ferreira Paige Kazarian Cheeseburger uh, Beer City Bruiser and Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King Live music from Fozzie, Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour, Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons, King, The Stir, the Dave Spivak Project. He's up for an award this week at the Calgary uh, uh, Music Awards. Uh, the Cherry Bombs, the Darlings of Rock and Roll, Shoot the Thrill, the world's best female ACDC cover band. They're coming up uh, on an episode of Talk is Jericho very soon. Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Aussie cover band. So much more. Keeping it 100 versus Killing the Town. Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms versus Lazenby, uh, Don Callis, and we'll find a third form. Uh, uh, Beyond the Darkness, 
Vegas will be telling some scary tales. Colt Cabana, Marty DeRosa doing the Unprofessional Wrestling Show. So much going on. Live comedy from Brad Williams, Craig Gass, Ron Funches, Sal and Q from the Practical Jokers. Noel Foley is going to be there. Um, uh, Mandy Leon's going to be there. Kelly Klein, Sumi Sakai, uh, uh, Brandy Rhodes. So Calval is the guest cruise director. There's so much going on on this cruise. Do not miss out. Like I said, less than 50 cabins left. So go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and be a part of history. All right. Coming up on Wednesday, we toured with them last uh, last year. Great guys from Sweden. Hardcore superstars here. And they have some great rock and roll tales about Motley Crue, Lemmy. Uh, very, very funny dudes. I'm excited for you to hear it. Have a great weekend. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay cool, stay hungry, and a big yeah, boy.